2: Welcome to Out to Lunch, my podcast series in which I use the setting of a great restaurant to carry out interviews with interesting celebrities. You'd be amazed what people will tell you over the dining table. Sat across from me today, it's the actress, comedian, impressionist extraordinaire, Tracy Ullman.
0: My son was on the same football team as Jack Nicholson's son, Ray. And then Jack would be on a little shooting stick. Arms crossed, he'd just go, get the ball, Ray. Get the ball.
2: The person I'm taking out to lunch this week is Tracy Allman. I have been a huge fan of her since I was a teenager. Frankly, she went off to the States for many years and has come back. And I brought her to a place called St. Leonard's. Very cutting edge. Two chefs, Jackson Boxer and Andrew Clark. There's live fire cooking. There's a bit of raw bar stuff going on. uh, There's polished concrete floors. It's all very Shoreditch, but in a good way, I promise you. So let's get inside, meet Tracy and the four-legged friend she's brought along with her. Hello. Welcome to both of you. <laughs> yeah,
0: I ran ahead and they said That's it's okay. How Very nice Thank to meet you. A nice That's a nice Thank you. you. Hello Hi. everyone. Hi. Hi. This is Oscar. He's Hi,
2: very Oscar. good.
0: Is he very good? He's really good. Still, I'll
2: you more to be, Jason. Still, please. I'll go Oscar. I okay.
0: adopted him a couple of years ago. He used to live with an old bloke in Hounslow who well, died. He is... I think he, he was like twice this size when I met him and he was, I think he sat in a pub for years and years. So now
2: he's come and... to a better place?
0: Oh, he's now with theatricals. <laughs> is he? Yes, he's with theatricals in Clarkamoe now, love. He's been on film and all sorts
2: of things. Isn't it? So... Welcome to Out to Lunch. He yes, says, what a great title. I had to check. You don't eat meat?
0: Nah, I don't like, I sometimes eat chicken, depends. I eat fish.
2: Right, well, I don't well, any, uh... we're really pleased you eat fish because yeah. <laughs> we have a menu with quite a lot of fish on it. Pan, Pan
0: liver pate in the early 80s. That, Pan liver pate. That'll do it to you, Jet. That was like, pff, off meat forever.
2: So I was curious, you went to Los Angeles in the early 80s mm. and then all of a sudden you came back to the UK.
0: Never left, really. I just
2: didn't work here for years. We always had a place and came back and forth. And what was it that decided you'd come back well, and did... Or, or were you asked? Or was it as simple as that?
0: You know, my husband died five years ago. Alan McCune And just, it was, you know, we were expecting it, but it was right. hard. And I uh, wanted to be nearer my daughter because she's my powerhouse. And um, I was asked to do something by the BBC, totally out of the blue. He said, would you like to do it? I said, really? And then I got to do the Tracy Allman Show, and Tracy breaks the news for the last few years, and it's been just the most fun, and...
2: This is Edie, who will be serving. Hey, Hello. Edie,
3: I've met Edie already. Bought you a non-alcoholic cocktail drink there, if you wanna have a look through those. Okay. So we've got
2: apple and orange juice as well, and I'll start bringing your snacks. Thank Ooh. you. The curious thing is, I mean, obviously, you did social commentary all the way through, mm-hmm. loads of your for stuff. of it. When you came back and did this show, it was overtly political. Do you Sign, know what... it's
0: sign of the times. You know Is that what it was? I mean, people want to talk about politics. As soon as I impersonated Angela Merkel, it was like I wanted to be her and just sort of find out that who she is or my interpretation of her and then I it just got more political. As you get older you want to talk about politics. Well that's what the world's obsessed with, you know, it changes every seven minutes. And there's lots of people for me to impersonate women now. You know, like Theresa May and Angela Merkel and Nicola Sturgeon and all those. So yeah, we did become more political.
2: You do them brilliantly. In Tracy Breaks the News, now they're real. I
0: know, I thought, well I'll do impersonations because I've never really done it, but it's really interesting to do, and also it gets you attention for the show. Oh, okay. And being Judy Dench was like huge, Jay. I mean, it's like, you know, you just sort of live vicariously through Judy Dench. And she was thrilled that I impersonated. Oh, I was she? very, very nice about it. Because I play her as a shoplifter. She's having problems, evidently. She, when she's in Marks and Spencer's, she said people, the store managers look at her and go, got me eye on you. You know, and so <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did send her a vase and a scarf and just said, oh, thank you so much for letting me, you know, pay homage to you. And and she wrote back, she went, well, I've already smashed the the vase and I shall rip the scarf later. And So, um, you know, I'm trying to do my own old Saturday Night Live, the American show in a way. I love impersonations, but I don't want to just do them on the surface. I like finding out what people, I don't do any of my impersonations of like Theresa May or Angela Merkel or Nicholas, they're always their private lives. It's not them publicly. I just imagine what they are behind the scenes. And hey
3: guys, we've got some snacks here for you. We've got some bread with some olive oil from our Ooh. E5 Bakery in Clapton. Some I love the E5 the bakery. bakery. I go there. Uh, quail yes. eggs with some mushroom salt, uh, the macaroni almonds, and some speck for you. Thank well, you well, very I'm much.
2: I the sure. speck. Yeah. Have you already peeled the quail eggs, or are they crust? They're to peel? half
3: peeled. Oh, they're yeah, half yeah. peeled. Yes. Yes.
2: Do you not love a place that goes to the effort of half-peeling your quail Yeah, because it looks Which, beautiful. Can you make a mess of it as well, so yeah, I'm not yeah, alone?
3: Know, yeah, It's a nice quail
2: Nice quail a little mushroom salt. I've never heard of mushroom salt before, and I've been around. Did you hesitate doing Judy Dates, thinking people will hate me for taking on a national treasure?
0: No, I don't hesitate before doing anything, really. I mean, it's like, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I mean, I dressed up and so said, I have this genius makeup artist called Floris Schuller, who is from Holland. We were filming in Richmond, and I was on the street outside the Richmond Theatre, there's one little outfit, like Judy, and people kept going past me, you're filming another Bond, and you think, <laughs> wow, and then you think, wow, this has worked. Um, I have a big, big, big suitcase full of wigs, and then, you know, it's like are a process. Lots of them are, yeah, I've, I've collected them over the years, Jay. Really? I have wigs, will travel, love, it's under my and bed. You also have, I Teeth, about. I've well, got that... your teeth. All those bits come together, though. So you start in the room and then, you know, I can sort of try and read Jeremy Corbyn in my frock at a table and I think, how on earth am I going to do this? And, and then bits come together and I get my body padding and, you know, I have birdseed penises for men. I've had a few of those over the years. I find, uh, I want you to pin say. it to... You. I know it sounds weird, I'm not being, but it's just like, so you've got something down there to sort of...
2: Oh, I can't what
0: he's just just spat out a whole shell, everybody. See, mean... you're listening. Let me tell you. No, eating crazy. opposite, Jay. It's it's all right, but he just he just there was a. Can I use the word regurgitation? Yeah, there
2: was a regurgitation. I just regurgitated. Rather it crazy was a.
0: And... It was a olive pip and some quail shell. Just keep talking.
2: I've got <laughs> Um Is it fun doing Merkel and May? I love Merkel. Now she's so tiring, and um, You're going but to I, I can her? have.
0: Yeah, I'll miss her. I've never been so interested in German politics. You know, when there's an election now, well, who, you know, who cared about the Bavarian region? But I'm like... I've really enjoyed being Theresa May.
2: How much of right. that did you have to watch?
0: I listened to her Desert Island Discs. It's such a great programme. It's so telling. It's brilliant. And just, you know, talking about the church hall next to my father's church. At that time, we'd listened to... Frankie Valley, four seasons and dance you thought oh god can you imagine Vicar's daughter you know dancing to no walk like a man that's the one we liked and you could just imagine nerdy kids walk like a man you know in the church hall (laughs) and it kills me because that's you've got to feel have compassion for people that's endearing and She's such a grammar school girl. She's the same age as my sister, right. but my sister looks nothing like that, you know? And of course, that thing in the voice and the insistence on it, and then her mother and father and how they would pray and together at the but end God of the week. But God was yeah. part of the deal. Yeah, and her wedding photo and things like that. So I always look for the compassion and I don't do it because I want to be mean to people.
2: Do you need to understand um, the politics?
0: Yeah, it's so obvious why, you know, and then you try and take her to Cornwall and give her a chip in a village and she looks like an idiot, you know, because she's never really been there, you know. And Jeremy? God, it's hard to do, Jeremy always goes, oh, Look, you know, He only he gets so like, angry, he goes, what does he say? Um, um I, I, I think that, um, we should have another election. <sighs> actually. He always says that, like, and it's such an English word, actually. But he, uh, you hear him breathing and he gets irritable, he's like an old woodwork teacher that got nasty at school. Look! you go, sorry, sir, sorry, didn't
2: no, no. And
0: you? And of course we got Aileen calling on the whole team. hauntedly. You know, she's calling Teresa at night, just as Teresa's fallen asleep. Um, hello, Eileen. yes. How are you? You promised us a Wagamama in Londonderry, and it's not arrived. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Corbyn and McDonald have been great about it. They love it. Have they? they? Yeah, they've been great. They're fine.
2: You know. How has that been communicated to you?
0: Um, John McDonald might put out a statement, you know, saying, oh, it's like me and Jeremy are talking to each other. It's just, perhaps he's, you know, that's a smart thing to say. Everyone's been great. Jacob Reese mogg has been great about me being his nanny. Uh, I mean, maybe they hate me behind my back, but they're publicly, you know, you've got to be have a sense of humor.
2: Have nuts, have quail eggs, take bread.
0: Mm, nice bread. a 5 fake Fantastic. So you're not
2: gluten-free then? No.
0: <laughs> I don't eat bread often, though, I but when I do, because Are you happy with water? Can I get
3: anything else? Do you want a, 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 a non-alcoholic cocktail?
2: Do you want a glass um, of wine?
0: No, what are you having?
2: I'm going to stick to the water, because I'm a...
0: Yeah, I'm fun. just water for me. Thanks. Thanks very much.
2: Are you working on new series?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about... Yeah. I want to do another type of format, I think, that for 2019 it's going to be a bit different. I'm not shooting right now. I hope to do something in the spring and... We'll see where we land politically then. It's kind of, you know, I don't know where we're going to be or what's going to be funny or...
2: Obviously you write Mm. some of it. Mm. Who else do you get to...
0: Wonderful writers. I have Caroline Norris, is my exec producer. She's brilliant. She rallies everybody. Dominic Brigstock is the director. And he's, you know, he's great. He's worked with Steve Coogan. He did Knowing Me, Knowing You. He's in some of the
2: office. I mean, he's just... It must be an interesting dynamic that you have to, in a way, trust them to understand what... You are and because you're the one who's gonna be out front. Or does yeah. it not feel like that? But you
0: know, I'm constantly there and I'm like at the head of the table, I'm, I'm reading things as we go all the time, so it helps. It's not like you you, you do the scripts and then everyone has a read-through and then you've you know, I'm part so part of it. Right. And it's kind of spontaneous, like in the room we'll just go, Well, let's not do that. Let's do this. Oh, did you hear about this? And you know, it's very as you can hear, I'm very eclectic. I talk a hundred miles a minute sometimes in my thinking of things. And then sometimes if I there's a voice or a person or a an energy I want to sort of portray in something, or...
1: I used to play a uh, Middle
0: Eastern cab driver called Chick. Uh, you know sometimes that sometimes the Middle Eastern voice can be quite like that, you know? Like, uh, you want to do it with women, I don't know if she wants to fuck me or fuck my Mercedes.
2: <laughs> I
0: had a guy that I would talk to in New York, mm. you know?
2: It was always that. You
0: see, look at me, like like sex. I'm thinking, I've got to be this guy, like aggressive. Yeah, I like being him. I covered myself in hair and... That's aggressive, you know. And to talk about the uh, problem, I go back to that guy. He, he treat me like shit. I, you know, put a bullet through his fucking head. You know, and I was, oh! he was a very aggressive guy to play. He didn't com- have a very big willy. He
2: didn't. Did, he, no. he? didn't no, That one. was
0: that. I say that's like behind. No, no, no it no. wasn't great.
2: Not a lot of birdseed in his life.
0: No. Uh, <laughs> and he had his his thing in his cab was called his love compartment. So Are you yeah, saying I like saying It men. was based
2: on a real a real person. In New York?
0: Yeah, scared the life out of me. I got out of his cab, I didn't know whether to
2: pay or call the
0: police. (laughs) I didn't know what he was going to do.
2: So I'm going to go all the way back. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, you you, you read through the biography.
0: I'm a dinosaur now. Bloody look at it, James. Really? Well, a bit. Do you feel that? No. You don't, do you? No, no, I'm I'm still 13 in my head. I'm naughty. I'm still bunking off school, sitting in coffee bars, eating donuts.
2: When you look back to it all,
0: yeah.
2: there was this very difficult childhood, one that started, not, it was not difficult at all, yeah. until about the age of six. Yeah. Your father dies, yeah. the story is in front of you, is that? Yeah,
0: yeah, it was actually, yeah.
2: Pretty much, and then yeah. from that point right on, home, yeah. life changes. Yeah. And when you look back on it all, Is that the defining thing? Is it the fact that you went from one kind of life to another?
0: Yeah, and he was very Polish. His language and his food, he used to keep (coughs) milk under the sink, you know, to make it go sour. And, you know, he was always making food that was different. So I had (coughs) this very Polish father and this very sort of English mother. I honestly had to stand on her windowsill and try and cheer her up and do shows.
2: With your sister?
0: Yeah, my sister was... uh, it was the Patty Ullman show originally, and then I spun off as the Tracy Ullman show because it got,
1: <laughs> are you get in and out, out
2: the door? How did he get out? So Oscar, Sorry. Oscar, your dog, seems to have just slipped into the main restaurant yeah, yeah. without us knowing. <laughs> well, what's lovely is the way they gently um, open the door yeah. and let him back yeah, in again. Yeah, I think he followed the girl. I think that's what um, He's over here, in case you're wondering. he? Yeah, he's having a scratch <laughs> from me. And then that also meant genuine social mobility perhaps in the opposite direction to what people necessarily assume. Did that mean that you had to learn to fit in in places?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's tough losing a parent when you're a kid because the, you know, the other foot drops very early and you realize what incredible sadness is and then, you know, life changing. But I, I, I was always, I was like a menopausal two-year-old. I was really grown up, you know. I was like a, an old soul. I've been here before type kid and, but I did love being other people. And I, I loved being people in my village, and we lived opposite a, a little old lady called Annie Cox, who had lost her fiancé in the First World War, and she went around in sort of rubber boots and a woolen hat. And um, she didn't have any electricity in her house, and I would just be her in my show for my mum. and, you know, the people to go nuts, because I could impersonate Annie Cox. And so I found it really comforting and interesting to be other people and, uh, and then of course you know it's just like if you're a kid, you can play football, you're good at football.
2: You can be friends with other yeah, people. Yeah, if you can
0: do, you play the piano, you play the piano. I was good in the school play and I was good at you know impersonating the teachers and uh, my friends and it just became a thing but it was uh, not in a cruel way and um, just it was a thing I could do and then by the time I was 12 Oscar, come here, oi, stop looking at the door, Oscar. Um, it's the dog, sorry. Uh, <laughs> a lovely headmaster said, would you like to go to a special school? Um, I didn't know what he meant, I thought I'd be well, naughty, so I'd like be naughty. Ghost, or, you know. And I auditioned for the Italian Conti stage school and went there for four years. Um,
2: Hello,
3: Edie. Hello,
2: so we've got two cumbrate oysters here. Do you do oysters?
3: Yeah, I do. I've started to. So they're decorated with English grape picked from one of our chef Andy's gardens, a pickled cucumber, and a shiso leaf.
2: It has to be said, I have I, I've eaten here before. I reviewed it, mm. um, and what they do with oysters is not the same as what other people do with oysters. So if you're expecting a, just a massive hit mm. of. You're looking slightly... Brighty
0: water. I'm a bit odd. I'm a bit odd with oysters, yeah. I mean, I, perhaps I'll watch you eat one and see what you think. I don't know. They're just... I like seafood. It's just like all that. You don't chew it. Don't... It. What's the point then? Like no, you do
2: it's... chew it. Yeah. Well, I've just written a whole chapter on oysters for a new book of mine, hmm. and there's a section where I say. Come on, we don't put anything in our mouths that we don't chew. The only thing we put in your mouth that you don't chew is medicine. Mm, mm. Anything you want in your mouth, you're going to.
0: Mm, well, let's see how much. you do it. He's going to demonstrate here, everybody. It. Right. It's released. It's not, let's hope he doesn't regurgitate this, okay? He's done the release. The oyster is. Not
2: good. It's a good one. It's a very good
0: one. With, with grapes?
2: Yeah, it really works. A bit of a okay. bit of I'll sweet. I'll give it a
0: go, okay.
2: That's really good. Though. It is really good, isn't it? <laughs> But it's not just the oyster itself. There's a slight jelly over the top, I think. That's and very
0: good. I like the grape.
2: Mm.
0: I love good food, good, fresh. And when I was a kid, I'd never eaten fast food. I was not allowed sugar. My mum was a, like a dig for victory wartime mm-hmm. you know, girl, and she made me grow my own vegetables in the garden, which no, no vegetable has ever tasted so good as when I used to get home from school and pick my own spinach. Or was that and, after your
2: dad's death? Or was that yeah. before as well? Yeah. Was that um, part of the I used to
0: go and pick mushrooms with him and they, he called them zybi and he would make like a Polish dish with zybi and... Always like food that just tastes of food. I'm very, was a fussy kid. I couldn't go to someone's house and they'd go, what, do you want sausage, egg, beans and chips? And I'd think, oh mm. God, I can't eat this. Or have an Arctic roll, I'd think.
2: <gasps> Are you still rooted by any of those Polish dishes? The great dumpling traditions and the stews yeah, and British things? Yeah, the dish
0: food. And I love a great bagel. And in New York, there's so many great places to get. Why don't they have that in London, Jay? They have Russ and Daughter. Oh, Russ and Daughter. My favourite.
2: Yeah, no, Russ and Daughter's on the Lower East Side. Barney Greengrass on um, the
0: Upper West Side. But the best is Russ and Daughter, and it's always been there. Why doesn't anyone do that here?
2: Have you been to Monty's Deli? <laughs> Hoxton Square, that way. It's about a, a mile from here. Is it good? Here. Okay. They emerged out of a desire to produce really good salt beef pastrami. They make their own bagels. Okay. They make their own chicken. If you like... Ross and Daughters.
0: But you know how modern and clean and fresh and different Ross and Daughters, it's kind of for the new millennium. It's it's not like old school. I want something like.
2: Go there, if you hate it, I'll pay the bill. (laughs) Wow, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, uh, I just want a good bagel. And I want a poppy seed bagel. And I, I think it's the water there, in New York, but I like the water. I there don't. is
2: a distinction between the East End Jewish bagels and the New York bagels. Yeah. The New York are slightly bigger and fluffier. Yeah. Uh, the East End are boiled and slightly denser and sweeter.
0: Yeah.
2: That is the major distinction. Oh, gone oh, off
0: the, that was Oscar is now
2: being f- stroked by uh, one of our Oscar is team. now
0: tapping your... Yeah.
2: Uh, again, if you read through the biography, everything right at the beginning, seem to come effortlessly to you.
0: Get on with it, have a laugh about yourself, don't you yourself too seriously, you know. Um, I was a dancer at 16, I went to Berlin, and I had such a laugh.
2: You did Gigi in Berlin? Yeah. Was it the Leslie Caron yeah. part? Yeah. Doug Eben für Kleine Fee.
0: I know Gigi in German. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I You still know a dancer, Gigi in uh, German? Yeah, sort of, yeah.
2: What is the German for? the really, frankly, in the 21st century, slightly dubious song, Thank <laughs> Heavens for Little Girls.
0: That was it, Dank for Kleine Fee. So <laughs> <laughs> <That's
2: what> I <laughs> don't know enough yeah, <laughs> to know that
0: you do. Uh, so I had a good laugh, you know, I wanted to have a laugh, for God's sake. I met my husband when I was 21, and that's when my life began. I was married. How did you meet? I did a pilot for him, a TV pilot, and he was funny and, you know, I wanted to marry a bloke like sort of Michael Caine, David Bailey, kind of funny Londoner who was older than me, and I met the ultimate. He was just brilliant. He, he
2: literally had that 60s background oh, in hair he? hysterical. He
0: worked... He knew your mum. Oh. Everyone knew your mum. Oh, and yes, he was like, yeah, he was... Uh, my husband was uh, got at I 14 tr- and worked for Vidal Sassoon. He was one of the original Vidal Sassoon boys. He did uh, Christine Keeler and Mandy Rice-Davis's hair because... One day, Vidal said to him, Oh, Alan, the, the women won't let those late girls come into the salon. They said they don't want to use the same toilet as them. And he went, Oh, that's not fair. I'll go around their house then, Vidal. And he was around their house one night doing Christina Mandy's hair at the height of their notoriety. <laughs> and uh, he, he rang his mum, he said, in the council estate in haynor he went, I'm not coming home tonight, Mum. I'm with Christine Keeler and uh, Mandy rice Davis." And she went, Oh, John, you are funny. He said, and as he left that night, the Daily Sketch took his picture. I think he was on like the front page of the Daily Sketch, leaving her place. So that was Alan's life, and he worked with the Beatles and Twiggy, and he was a real...
2: I almost feel the need for the terms of anybody who's listening to explain that my mother was an Agni aunt
0: oh, and broadcaster.
2: She uh, and rather well-known, far better known than I, Ever
3: been. So we've got cold roasted beetroot here, right, with <laughs> walnut and a black garlic dressing, which we've roasted oh. on the fire for around three weeks. Have you? And then we've got a house-made fromage
2: blanc on the side. How many weeks? Eight. No. Eight week <laughs>
3: roasted garlic.
2: Oh, wow. you actually, for a moment, I think you're actually serious, aren't you? Yeah! You, you I mean, leave it over the. do you leave it over there actually?
3: Yeah, it just well, makes the, the, um, the sugars really go, that saturate and become black, which is what causes the normal garlic to go black in
2: there. Even, even though, you know, obviously I wander around London restaurants quite a lot, mm. I thought Edie was joking in a kind of, and now you're in a hip London restaurant where we roast the garlic for six weeks. It's like but,
0: prep and it's amazing, but you know.
2: You end up doing, you work with the Jennifer Saunders and Dawn French
0: mm,
2: eventually, and yeah. Ruby Wax.
0: Yeah.
2: And they're three of a kind.
0: That was before, yeah. Then I, my husband produced Girls on Top when I met Dawn and Jennifer and Ruby. And I think we just got married then, me and Alan, and he wanted to spend more time in America. And I was pregnant. Then I sort of, you know, went over to America for a while. And it's, uh, I met somebody great who said, I'll do a show with you and you've had your baby and James I got lucky again James L Brooks and I got lucky you know and it was it was bloody hard work but it it was good
2: so I have to ask you again um luck keeps happening
0: you know that's what it is i don't know it's, yeah i did get lucky at times and i've, I've had fallow periods have you had fallow periods oh darling one gets fallow periods and you know someone else gets a job that you didn't get but i've always made it happen for myself i'd never waited for a phone call my husband was you know we produced things and did stuff together because I'm an odd person. I mean, I'm not easily to cast or pigeonhole. I've had to create my own work. And I have done every. Well, it's, five it's years almost always had it.
2: your name on it.
0: Of course you are you going to sell the show otherwise? <laughs> no, 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 no. What are we, no, we no, going to call I mean, it, some I mean, wanky, trendy, hipster? You've got to put your name in the title, that's how it sells shows.
2: Is he kosher or um, can we feed him a <laughs> speck? Oh, we love
0: that. <laughs> oh, God! Oscar, come and get some really good, food. I took, really to t- I took Oscar tea. to Tuscany this summer. Yeah. But. I don't think he knew he'd left the country, he just knew there was a hell of a lot more prosciutto around. <laughs>
3: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com
2: slash talk to us.
3: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, a member FDIC.
2: Out to lunch with Tracy Ullman and Oscar. All yeah. three of us are eating. Get into the beetroot.
0: I will. We have another plate oh, coming in. Wow, beetroots. Off the charts, good,
3: it's heaven on a stick. It gets better, so I've got your leek card here, with almond cream, Now almond cream is completely no dairy, it's made from koji, uh, vegetable stock, shallot and lemon juice, and then you've got some black truffle on the top there as well. Gorgeous.
2: So I'll leave the beetroot there, the ham will sit over there for when Oscar is peckish.
3: This is really
2: nice, it's nice stuff. (laughs) It's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah,
0: so, yeah, America was exciting.
2: You went at the height of Thatcherism. Where yeah,
0: it was a grim old time to be in England at that point. It was a good time to get out and have a crack in America, yeah. Um, and I could because my husband was established there, and we had a nice house and Where it wasn't like he was visiting. We lived in Lookout Mountain and uh, he would bought this house from Steven Spielberg, a little blue hut. Let me tell you, it wasn't the pre really glamorous Steven Spielberg, he'd written Jaws there in the study and um, that's a nice thing to know. It was a cool house. Yeah, uh, we—if we were down on a lot, we thought of opening a little theme park. You know, putting a shark in the swimming pool and come in, boom, 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 boom. boom. Um,
2: And one of the kids would just have to die weekly. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
2: (laughs) two performances. It was very.
0: We got married in the garden. We saw had a cute little place to stay, and I was had my baby and studied my being an American and. But I would always ring people in different parts of the country. I didn't just keep it L.A. and New York. I realised it's a big country, and I wanted to find out what Did you go Toledo, to Ohio, was. I've a been national. to Toledo, Ohio. Yeah, it's
2: a curious place.
0: Yeah.
2: Did you get any pushback for being a British woman succeeding in L.A.? Or was there never that sort of feeling? No, the
0: British press were very nice. A few snide remarks, what? you know. But that, you know, our greatest export is envy. Have some. Uh, well, it was back then. It yeah. was like. <laughs> When I first went, I was an MTV VJ because I had a hit song, and that was I'd get some pushback there, you know, just like those, you know, go home, you limey bitch. You say, like say things like, and appearing in Arkansas at the weekend you know, is Arkansas, <laughs> and I was like making stupid mistakes like that, you know. But uh, now they're so welcoming, Americans.
2: I think pull out the bit from the middle. Or you'll get the oh,
0: okay. it might be get a bit crunchy on um, oh. No, just take the middle bit. So this is leeks and what, what's on this outside? That's, like the, an that's the
2: that's the outside of the leak
0: Oh my goodness! So I take it was the inside aubergine. bit. Okay.
2: Do you mind if I, boringly, ask you about the Simpsons?
0: No, no, I love talking about. The Actually, I should explain.
2: The Simpsons was an insert inside the first
0: Tracy sim- Ullman show on yeah. Fox. We realised we needed bumpers going into commercial breaks and interstitial bits and. We loved Life in Hell, which was Matt Groening's book that we'd bought on Melrose Avenue. That was kind of very cult, and me and Heidi had that book. and I think Jim did too. And we loved. We wanted to do some cartoons. Jim Brooks and the permanent exec producers. And then we met Matt. I remember him coming in and showing us the very, very rudimentary drawings he thought would be good for the show. And I remember Marge's blue hair and. We thought it would be great, you know, and he, so he created The Simpsons and that went on as little bumpers in the show. And so they, how long
2: were they when they
0: first Oh, out? Uh, 45 seconds. Then they, it was just so cool. I mean, George Clinton did my theme song. He was so cool, you know, from Funkadelic. Right. He would be hanging around with these blue and orange and crazy hair and it was just a mishmash show, you know. we Every week we tried something. New and there, but the Simpsons were obviously extraordinary from the beginning. People just loved it, and then they spun off in their own show. and I wish I could get three minutes in the middle of their show now, but <sighs> I breastfed the yellow people, and um, it's been wonderful to be associated with them. And I get you, you a did
2: tiny, you tiny, did
0: tiny, p- tiny, tiny, tiny little piece sometimes you, of their you know. Do you? you still you know, have a piece of them? Yeah, not this flippin' Daily Mail quotes of what I get. Trust me, but I get you know it's nice. I hear from them quarterly.
2: Ha, <laughs> keep,
0: keep, keeps Oscar in organic <laughs> dog
2: food. Does it? Well, that's nice.
0: Yeah, uh, handmade nice. collars, that kind of stuff. The first week, they said, who's going to do the voices for The Simpsons? Oh, We've got this little uh, cartoon thing, and we need to get some... And I was like, well, I'm in every... I can't... I'm a bit busy, and then... Um, <laughs> Julie, Julie Kavner, who's just the most incredible voice. I'll do... I'll do Marge. I remember her doing it, going up to the booth. Dan, whoa, I'll be Homer. I don't, I don't care. And uh, Nancy, who played Bart, don't have a cow, ma'am. And she would always say things like, I don't need to be known as Bart Simpson. I'm Nancy, you know. And uh, then she showed up one week in a yellow SUV that had Bartmobile on the license plate. You're going, oh, yeah, Nancy.
2: Yeah, sure. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, Edie, would you like to explain what has uh, just arrived? I'll quickly
3: say we've got a raw mackerel here with a coriander oil, a white saw dressing, and some dandelion stems on there
2: uh, oh, mackerel! look at that. It's a thing. Hmm. It's slightly cured. Is, is it slightly aged, macro stuff? itself? Uh, we cure it
3: just in the vinaigrette that's on there, the white soy vinaigrette. Just yep. cures it really quickly, so it's straight from this
2: morning fresh. Ooh. Oh, I've dropped a bit
0: of leek on yeah. the table. Very nice leek. It's very... It's, it's a lot to it, this food. You have to, like, be in the mood for it. I mean, it's a lot of creamy stuff and...
2: Well, the, yeah, although the creamy stuff isn't dairy, nuts have been tortured for this. Do you not do dairy at all? I'm just, just
0: edging away from it. I'm not some bloody California health freak. Uh, I was going to gonna. I was I'm gonna really not. You, I just don't w- like complex foods. I don't like, I can't tolerate sugar as I get older. I never could. But I don't do it every day. Some days mm. I, I don't eat at all. I'll fast for a day. And
2: The films that you've done,
0: mm-hmm.
2: there's not much that sort of draws them together. No.
0: I uh, oh, I did plenty, plenty. Words, words it was of wonderful. Then book. I met lovely Meryl Streep, and uh, that was a good film.
2: It is back. How
0: are you? Doing? I think
2: I think we're. I think we're ready for Mains. I think we're ready for so Mains.
0: Mains? Oh yeah, please just
3: start
2: something. <laughs> you can better eat um, yeah, We normally pass food down to the poor, yeah. suffering production crew, but it's not really been passable. But we'll send them the almonds and the olives yeah. and the ham.
3: Okay guys, I'm starting off with a side dish here. This is a half roasted vegetable plate. We've got some pumpkin puree, celeriac, salsify, romanesco, carrot and Jerusalem artichoke on there with some beluga lentils.
2: Thank you. Looks lovely, thank you. Actually I have to ask Edie, what is the beluga element of the beluga lentils? They
3: look very much like beluga caviar. (laughs) And here we have hake roasted on our shiso. With a brown crab, aioli
2: and baby leek. Oh, thank you very much. You mentioned Meryl Streep, yes. who I know became a, a really good mate. Mm. So the maitre of one of the restaurants that we've been talking to, uh, said that you, the, the two of you used to eat quite regularly at one of his restaurants. Yeah. He said, um, the gay men got very excited at seeing Meryl. Mm. And the gay women got very excited at seeing you oh really yeah do you know of any particular sort of crowds or that you that you attract
0: everybody i mean i on that tracy Ullman show where the simpsons is in well we would we did a sketch years ago and i'm terribly proud of it It was fabulous we heidi perlman wrote this. it oh thanks I'm, yeah I'm it's do- a, bit a bit of umsker bit of umsker on the table yeah. she wanted me to play the child of a gay couple you know and uh it was so much fun i play french and she was like 13 years old, and I had like, I imitated my neighbor, Jenny, who was like really embarrassed by everything, and she had gay parents, so her, this is my dad, and this is my William, and they were two New York gay guys, and they were bringing me up, and they were just, you know, I go, Aah. you know when people just go, and make noises and things and really shy, so I was her, and um, we won one of the very first gay and lesbian awards for that, the GLAAD Awards, and um, that was at a time nobody did sketches like that. So I think I, I gained did, a lot of experience. Did you get the same response for,
2: for the British Airways? Well, not yeah, British Airways. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Steward.
0: Yeah, British Airways Steward, Trevor. Trevor. He was based on a.
2: You know, there's a lovely steward
0: that um, when you get on a plane, they're, oh, hello, sir, can I get you a cocktail? Oh, Mr. Rayner, very, very nice to have you on board. How are we today? Mm. Yes, are you executive? They exactly always say, review the food. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, they're sort of like nice gentlemen, and then they go back, and then they're very gay in the galley. Oh, I've got a bitch in 3B. <laughs> I love the gay in the galley, so they come out, they go, oh, right, yeah. And then they come back, hello, Mr. Rayner, may I hand that foil? So. It was a lovely steward I kept seeing going back and forth, back and forth. And I was there that actually on the flight when he retired. I impersonated him and they loved it. I get upgrades You of that it was, character. Oh really? No, I always said it's an conglomeration of a few of them, but um, Well that would actually spread it, the it, upgrades, wouldn't it? And he would talk to me like that. Then if I went in the galley he go, Well my boyfriend's into Sachuan cooking right now oh, for for his sins. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't review the food. Mm. Um, but it used to be like caviar in first class, if you ever went first class. And now, no, never no, no give you
2: that I, 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 I adore the fact, Tracy, that you have there sort mm. of wanted to trade notes with me and compare notes with me yeah, on caviar in first, first class. flies
0: first class.
2: I've only flown first class BA twice. No. And I got a Victoria Beckham in the front wearing it. She came on wearing a, a, a blue suede yeah. chauffeur's outfit with peak cap. So that's kind of everything. She you doesn't
0: mean. eat, does she? They always no, say. Because no, I used to no. ask about it. She got mint tea the whole flight, darling. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Nothing at Jen all. Joan
0: Collins, three hours out from Heathrow, she's in that toilet putting those eyelashes on.
2: You get all the stories. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. So she got on wearing the wearing the pig cap, the blue the steel blue suede thing. And within about five minutes, she was in sweatpants. So yeah, that's cool. I also had—I won't name him—but I had a British actor who was clearly breaking through in LA, and he was watching a DVD of a new thing he'd made, but fast-forwarding only to his bits.
1: Oh,
2: Anker!
0: Oh, sorry, Anker! <laughs> oh, sorry about. That. It's all right, got a cough. Um.
2: And I've followed his career with interest.
0: Yeah, I bet I know
3: who that is.
2: Um, (laughs) Yeah, you see them come and
0: go, love. You see them come and go.
2: This is a very British question, but if you wanted to, from what I've read, you could stop and you'd be fine financially.
0: That's nice to know. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'll get to the end of my days and Um, die eating organic food wrapped in a shawl and possibly having just had a first-class flight. That's the dream. Yeah, no, that's that's in my own condo.
2: But you still carry on. I mean, you haven't stopped in any way. No, not yet. Yeah, I'm, I was going to so say, because you know, at the beginning, obviously, you did Panto, you did the Royal Court, you did. That's all right. I
0: did, but that's what you did. You did Panto, you
2: did Gigi in Germany.
0: Yeah, but that was. Oh God, I was in Panto. How long ago now? 1981, Newcastle. And talking of food, the yes, thing right. that kept me going, I was with Ken Goodwin. I am lovely. I'm lovely aunt, Ken Goodwin, great Goodwin. I was with him. And uh, I'm lovely aunt, I don't mean that. And there was a wonderful tea room called Carrick's round the corner, lovely little waitresses with like little white things on their heads. It was a beautiful art deco tea room. And Irene would serve me like, you know, Russian fish pie and then um, clotted cream and, and uh, you know, rice puddings, and it was all very comforting, and I was so away from home, and I would go to Carrick's twice a day, and I began to chunk up a bit, and I remember being in my cream stockings as Dick Whittington, and, and I remember coming out one punchline. day, you know, 10 miles from London and not Dick inside, <laughs> and then I remember coming out one day with my cream tights on, I went, hello, children. Are you going to be my friend? And a little voice went, No, fuck off, Jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just think, oh. But you have to go through that, you know. Sorry. Sorry, Edie's So John, John. Eat yeah. his <laughs> How
3: are you guys thinking with dessert? Do you, do you want something dessert? I can talk mm. you through what our options are today. Yes, darling. We've got a pear and Sichuan pepper sorbet. We've got cold-pressed rapeseed oil ice cream and a dark chocolate ice cream as well. Mm. And then we've got fromage frais with plum and meringue or salted caramel tart with East India sherry and cardamom ice cream.
2: Now I can tell you that the salted caramel tart is um, a beautiful thing mm. but it, it, your pancreas may send in a letter of resignation if you're not that into sugar, it's quite sweet. I like
0: the sound, just dark chocolate ice cream mm. would be wonderful please.
3: Nice choice.
2: And I'll go for the salt, sor- And oh, no, I'll go for the meringue. Meringue? Yeah, thank you. Is there still the element in LA of being able to run into big names, big stars? Or I don't
0: know; he's a massive star anymore. That's another thing that happens when you get older. You're like, wow. You know, when I was first there, I would see, like, Jimmy Stewart at to Chasen's. Ooh. Really old, you know, with one of the really old wigs on. I love the toupees those guys went out in. And Stuart Granger. I remember being in the Chasen's. Remember Chasen's? Very old place. Like, they knocked it down and created a supermarket. But it was, like, where Charlie Chaplin used to go years and years ago. And you would see a booth, you know. You'd see, like, Bette Davis and... Jimmy Stewart and uh, Stuart Granger, you know, having like steak and that dreadful iceberg lettuce before the food was good. And that was kind of exciting or you'd see Gregory Peck at a party or Walter Mattow and I, I, I used to go to a get my nails done, Jessica Nails and Sunset Plaza, and you'd look through the next room and there'd be Nancy Reagan with her Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. I remember seeing the most divine pair of feet coming out of the foot bath, and it was Sid Charisse, you know, Sid Charisse's
2: does. feet coming Sid out of the foot
0: Sid Charisse's feet. Oh. Um, those kind of, that, that, that old that's, Hollywood that's stuff was kind of cool, you know, my son was on the same football team as Jack Nicholson's son, Ray. And, uh, so we did Jack were like,
2: stand on the, on the, on the touchline?
0: Jack never stood up. He's so cool. I mean, I would be like going, Come on, Johnny, get the ball! You know, my husband would be like, Come on, get in there, son! Oh, Ref, riff, riff! You know, all that shit. And then Jack would be on a little shooting stick and with his glasses on, his arms crossed, he'd just go, Get the ball, Ray. Get the ball. You're
2: wow. Was Ray so, any good?
0: No, nor was <laughs> my Johnny. Johnny scored a goal once. I ran on the pitch, silly cow. I loved Carrie Fisher, she was a great friend of mine, the late, great Carrie mm. Fisher. We lost her two years ago at Christmas, and uh, she had an amazing house that was Bette Davis's old house, and um, she would have lots of incredible parties. And Penny Marshall died, yeah, and so Carrie nice. and Penny would always have a birthday party together every year. Everyone went, and it was they were just the best party givers, and you'd meet so many amazing people there. And dear, dear Roddy McDowell, He used to have gatherings in his house and you would meet incredible people and uh, he was so kind, you know, you'd be at a dinner table with Dolly Parton, Rosemary Clooney, Vincent Price, Anthony Perkins and me and my husband Alan, you know, we would, I mean he was a wonderful, wonderful husband, I don't think anyone would mind me saying he served possibly the worst food ever. And there's a rumor that it was so people would get out of the house in time because he create he had and it was mentioned at his memorial. I mean, there'd be like stufers lasagna with a frozen section in the middle, no. kind of bad. Let's well, go
2: for a bit of a textural difference. I don't know what it was. He
0: he and he had a beautiful house that was very cozy and lovely and full of memorabilia. Of he was such a fan, you know, MGM and Hollywood, and and there was a framed letter in his downstairs toilet that said. Dear Mr. Roddy McDowell, we are so sorry we put you forward in the wrong category for the Julius Caesar film. You should have been put up as a supporting actor as opposed to a lead actor. That's why you didn't get a nomination. We apologise, like 20th Century Fox. And I always love that. Every time you went to the toilet, you would look at one of Roddy's most major disappointments in his life, framed, you know. <laughs> Great memories of things like that.
3: Yeah, dark chocolate ice cream for you.
0: We've all become so much more Americanized and talking about our feelings and our emotions. you Remember, no one did. Is that a good well, when you watch Flippin', what's his name? Jeremy Kyle show, then you think, right. well, I don't know. I tell you what, I did not have sex with my daughter's boyfriend that night. It's always people from Plymouth are like the roughest ones, aren't they? I did not have sex with him in the pub that night.
2: So tell me, Ellen, how often do you watch the Jeremy Kyle show? Oh, I, like so. I like stuff like that on the TV. I like mid-morning
0: English TV, it cracks me up. <laughs> Come on, I love a bit of flog it if
2: you're off work. It is that look of disappointment when something absolutely worthless proves itself to be. <laughs> absolutely worthless. Because yeah. the TV cameras turned up, they thought it was worth something.
0: Yeah, and you think, why bother to sell a book of postcards that your aunt, your great-grandmother collected over a hundred years for £75? What's the matter with you? Keep it, you silly cow. <laughs>
2: I have to say, Oscar's just had his picture taken. Um, can you sign a release form on b- behalf of Oscar oh, so we can put I Oscar on social media?
0: I mean, you know, it's a good fella to live with. I mean, if, Christ, you know, it's like I'm going to try dating at my age. Have you looked those flipping Guardian singles? I mean, the way you qualify if you're 58, the guy that... that, that any guy that says he wants a 58-year-old woman, Jane, is 117.
2: Which presupposes that you have looked? No, 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 we'll yeah. think that that's no, it? No, I've had the best best thing in my life, I'm all
3: right. Right.
2: We'll see. Is it good? Mm. Do you want to try some of this? That's my way of saying, can I try some of your ice cream? Yeah, sure. Oh, that is proper. Obviously, you said you're looking to do another series in the spring. Yeah, I'd love to. But do you plan forward from that?
0: No, see what happens. I mean, you know, it's always like how I generate things. There's Some things get sent to me that are nice and. I'm not overly ambitious, I really, I just toodle along, if it happens, it happens. I'm very happy to not work, and I've got a grandchild coming soon, so I'm sure I'm gonna be round the corner from my daughter, hopefully helping out. Does she live me? Enjoying life? that, she's moving to near me, yeah. Did you but I'm re- glad I'm five years on, to be quite honest, from my husband, losing, sure. you know, my partner in life, and I'm enjoying things, and going out, and taking opportunities, and I start opening I'll up the come- suitcase under the bed, and getting the wigs out, and saying.
2: As long as it doesn't take you away from Jeremy Carl too. <laughs>
0: Well,
2: oh boy, that is a brilliant note on which to end. Thank you. For, thank you.
0: Well, um, big fan of yours. I wanted to meet you. Oh, thank you, you look better in the flesh.
2: <laughs> what a look shit elsewhere.
0: No, um, you got a nice complexion. You're no, healthy. I,
2: I have a, a cheesy thing where I say uh, thank you very much, Tracy Orman for letting me take you out to lunch.
0: Oh, thank you, Jay. I've really enjoyed having lunch with you. Can we do it again next year?
2: Yeah, let, let's uh, do that.
0: All right, all right.
2: Just without all of this.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: Well, if after that delight you've room for more, then do rate and review Out to Lunch. It really helps others find us, and I do love being reviewed. Subscribe on your podcast app of choice and check out the other episodes too. Out to Lunch is a Something Else and Jay Rayner production and was brought to you by fine, fine people. Josh Gibbs, Hester Kant, Selina Reem, Robert Abel, Darby Doris and Steve Ackerman. The music was written, arranged and performed by me, Jay Rayner, and Robert Rickenberg. Next time, Doctor Who sherlock the league of gentlemen i'm joined by that charming man mark gaitis and in the script it said he steps from the machine a blonde adonis i accepted the role and then was sent draft two and it said he steps from the machine